today with the amazing author Scarlett Hiltabital. Wow. Did I say it Yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I really wanted to talk to Scarlett because if you deal with fear, anxiety, if you tend to be a worrier, you're like us. Welcome to the club. And I've been reading Scarlett's book, Afraid of All the Things, and girl, you're in my head, Aww. like big time. It's been so encouraging. So would you just tell us a little bit about what it's like to grow up? You, you wrote the beginning of the book at like age nine, right? Yeah. And just being... <laughs> afraid. Like I can totally relate to that. Okay. Well, I kind of wrote the beginning of the book when I was nine. Not really. I started writing books. Like I want to write books when I was nine. And I was so panicked about everything that the book ended up, I call it a dark comedy, but it was just like very negative. I think it's kind of funny to look back on, but it was like really hard stuff. Like my parents were getting divorced, but also like my dog has to live with my grandma and my haircut looks like a boy. And you know, um, I didn't know Jesus yet. So it wasn't like it didn't have any hope in it like this one. And it wasn't lighthearted like this one. It was more just, yeah, I was writing about my fears back then. But yeah, so yeah, so, so what's it like? Yeah, it's yeah. just, um, I think it's just an all-consuming seasonal for me. But it just, you know, kind of hijacks everything. And you can't really see past the panic. And it's yes. hard, especially as a Christian, because you're like, aren't I supposed to be joyful and peaceful? don't I want to be joyful and peaceful? Yes. And um, yeah, so it's been the struggle of my life mm-hmm. that I still fight. Yeah, it brings a lot of guilt with it. That's something that I've really struggled with. And I think sometimes we feel like ashamed that we're fearful of things. And I like that you so openly talk about it. Why did you feel like this book needed to be written? Like, are you seeing a lot of fear out there or did you just have to write it for yourself in this season? Well, I always, like I said, I always loved writing and um, Jesus changed my life when I was in a room with this woman who just kind of helped me understand the gospel in a way that helped me learn to fight my fears. And Mm. so I wrote the book because I thought, oh my goodness, like I think that I've had the wrong goals and been focusing on the wrong things my whole life. So I just kind of wanted to pass that message along. Mm-hmm. Sweet Elizabeth, who I talk about all the time. I barely know this woman. <laughs> but it was, I was just a moment. Yes, I was in the right place at the right time. It was a circle of women, and she was giving, or they were all giving parenting advice. Okay. And I had a newborn, three-month-old, who I had brought to this retreat, and you weren't supposed to bring babies, but I was too nervous to leave her with her awesome dad because I was like, what will happen if I'm not holding her? So I'm bouncing her in the back, listening to like, you should read this sleep training book. You should read that. And it was all these great Christian women giving great advice. And then Elizabeth, it was her turn. And she said, you know, I have different goals in my home because I don't, my goal isn't to raise perfect kids or to be a perfect mom. I want to be a good mom, but I know that I'm going to fail. And so my goal is to show my family that I'm weak and I need Jesus every day and to just live the gospel out in my home. And so I thought, okay, I've heard freeing. Yes. Like even you saying it right now, I'm like, okay. It changed my whole life because she just kind of practically explained what her home looked like. And she was like, I'll get into an argument with my husband, but instead of hiding it from them or just despairing, like, oh, I just ruined my kids because I yelled in front of them. Mm -hmm. I apologize to everyone involved. And then I say, kids, this is what I do when I sin. I repent. And that means I turn from my sin. I bring it to the Lord. Here's how I pray. And then they, and then she would pray. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And it changed my life. And she just kind of encouraged us as young moms to remind ourselves what the gospel means for us. You know, the fact that Jesus died for us and resurrected means we have this access to God and we can have peace and joy really for real because it's not about how perfect we are. We're not perfect. Yes. That we don't have to be. Yeah. It took the pressure off. It changed my life. And so that's what 
that's what inspired me. Yes. And I know that's got to have like a ripple effect on other things in your life. Something that you touched on in the book that if you're anything like me, you like when you get a fear or something Mm -hmm. specific, like, I mean, I have any range of them because I'm a worst case scenario person. (laughs) So like I fear a lot of times that if I just do the wrong thing at work Mm -hmm. or say the wrong thing that I'll be fired. Like it's somewhere, there's no reason for that, but it's in the back of my mind. But if I really focus on it and really try to like speak truth to it, then I feel like, okay, I'm doing better in that area, mm-hmm. but then a new fear will surface. Oh, yeah. It's a cycle, right? Yeah. So how do you break the cycle of it, replacing one fear with another as you get over them? That's hard. I mean, I, I feel like I'm still trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm certainly not like I've arrived and here's the book and here's yeah. what you do. I think the whole thing is to, like you said, like speak truth into the fear Look at Jesus because I think just as human beings, we're wired to cling to whatever we can to feel comfort and to feel Mm -hmm. like, and maybe that's going over what you're going to say on the radio and being like rehearsing. And you think that's going to make you feel better, but it makes you feel worse. But really, (laughs) yeah, just like shifting your focus to the cross every Mm -hmm. day again and again as a discipline. um, That's how you can experience the peace and the joy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, not having the 3 a.m. conversations with yourself like I love to do. Ooh, I can't believe she just said that. Yes. That's a big one for me. <laughs> My brain loves to turn on in the middle of the night and go, I don't think you've worried about this yet. Yeah. Now's a perfect time. Yeah. If they say this and then I say this, like some hypothetical person situation, if they say this and then I say this and then maybe I'll say this and then you think that'll make you. <laughs> and I have to rehearse all the ways it could go. Yeah. Yes. It's so hard that our brains do that. And I guess it is living under the assumption that we have to like get it right or keep ourselves safe and our family safe. Yeah. And something that um, Scarlett says in the book that I love is safety's not a thing here <laughs> on this planet. Like it's, it's a myth, but for mm-hmm. some reason we, we strive so hard to have it. And you said we can't control people that we love getting cancer or being in car accidents or any of the other things that happen here. And when I heard that, I was like, Oh no, (laughs) that like struck fear in me. But how do we live with peace when we can't control any of these things and we want safety so badly? Man, so hard. I think just remembering, like just focusing on who God is, that he's good, that he loves us. Like I write in the book about, um, we adopted our middle daughter from China and we were going to fly there, um, to go get her. And I, my oldest at the time, she's nine now, but she was five. And she came down the stairs. I didn't hear her coming. She always just appears out of thin air when she shouldn't be listening to what I'm saying. <laughs> and I was being semi-funny, but mostly serious. And me and my husband were like, would you rather crash over, like get shot out of the air over Russia or like crash at the North Pole and then like freeze in the water? Semi-sarcastic, but anyway. Because you're nervous about that big Yeah, flight. I mean, I was kind of nervous, but I was kind of joking. I may or may not have mentioned this, some Netflix show where I turned it off after 20 seconds where, like, faces were melting as a plane was crashing. <laughs> I said these words. I'm so sorry. No, I can't watch those things. <laughs> right, I'm with me either. You. I didn't yeah. know. I just clicked on it. And my daughter's like, Mommy, I don't want to go to China anymore to go get Joy. Joy's our adopted mm. daughter. And I was like, and I had to decide in that moment, like, am I going to try to comfort her you know, like, oh, it's going to be fine, sweetie. Or am I going to speak truth and trust that the word of God is the ultimate comfort? Honestly, in that moment, I did not believe that the word of God would work, but I was like, I'm just going to do this. How do I try this? Yeah. And so I just reminded her that God is good and that he loves us. And that if he, you know, has a mission for us on earth and wants us to stay on earth, it doesn't matter if we're in our beds, we could fall into a sinkhole like that guy in Florida who I wrote about also, or we can, I mean, that's true and horrible. 
or, you know, it doesn't matter if we're flying over Russia. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. God's in control. And so I'm saying these things to her, thinking this isn't going to help. Oh, I shouldn't have mentioned the sinkhole because I did mention that. And, <laughs> I brought up another thing. Yeah. And it worked. And she was like, oh, okay, mommy, I want to go to China. And then I was like, man, like, that's what we need. We just need to remember God really is in control. It's terrifying, but it's yes. also so comforting because he loves us. So, like, yes. to live as Christ dies gain. What is that? Philippians? Um, yeah wherever it is, like that's real. And it's hard to believe that, but it's real. Yes. So I just have to, you know, that's what I try to train my mind to do is to focus on who he is and that he loves me and not the things right here. Cause then yes. I'll go crazy. And sometimes what I struggle with is I know those truths, mm -hmm. but it requires such a deep trust in God. And yeah. so was there a point where you started to trust him more? Because I think my struggle is like, I know I should trust God, but then what if God's plan for me is to have like my face melt off in a plane crash? You know, like you, right. I, you just don't know. And so that's the the horrible, fearful part of my brain. Yeah. How do you trust him and know that his way is best? Is there a practice mm. that you have or something that you say regularly? Definitely. So when I met Elizabeth, that was like a turning point for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I just kind of, it slowly started changing everything because I stopped, you know, I would, my toddler would melt down and I would go, stop screaming and then I feel and then but not but look meaner than that um and then I'd feel horrible and then I would just be like okay don't despair the cross grace and then I would come out of it and it would end up being a really sweet moment because when We're you apologize something different yeah when you apologize and repent and have restoration it becomes this good anyway I started doing stuff like that. It affected my friendships. I got more involved in my community at church. That was a huge fear for me before. Mm. I would be kind of very open and warm, but very arm's distance because I had a fear of relationships. Mm. And so I started, I was in a community group and I like let them into my stuff, you know, more That's than so hard before. to do. So hard, but it really changed me because these people, we were all like studying the Bible together every week. And there's this family I write about. They speak in Bible verses is how I describe them because they just like, it just pours out of them because You're like, you know it, they know it. You like really they don't answer do. questions like, Oh, well, one time they like quote scripture from memory. And I was like moved by that. And it, so memorizing scripture is huge because the Holy spirit lives in me. And so when I need it, he brings it to my mind and yes. it's the coolest, most peace inducing thing to mm. have the God who created everything talk to you through his word. Like it's the best. You have like a verse come to mind yes. that applies and you're like, and you I just believe know it's that's him. true. Yeah. You yeah. believe it's true. And you believe that it was him being personal in whatever you yes. were thinking and feeling. And so that memorizing scripture fears. for sure, being in community, not being afraid of friends, mm. <laughs> having friends. Um, yeah. And just disciplining myself to stop obsessing about what I'm afraid of and try to obsess about how great God is <laughs> yeah. because that's what works. It's like we have to remind ourselves regularly, right? Because yes. fear is always present. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you like to watch the news, but no. I like, <laughs> please don't. Yeah. I like tend to start my day just by turning it on. And it is hard for me sometimes to not be like, oh, this is, this virus is happening and mm -hmm. this, you know, plane crashed and these things, and this happened in our neighborhood and just yeah. all the things that happen, you have to be ready to fight fear daily. Mm -hmm. So do you kind of feel like it's a, it's a battleground and you need to be ready in your mind or have the things yeah. you put in place kind of given you like an everyday, this is how I start it and do it. 
No, it is a constant fight for me. I tell people all the time, I'm so glad I didn't write like an I've overcome and so can you type of book because I would be a fraud. Like I couldn't sit here and talk to you guys. That's why I like to um, talk to you because I yeah. know that like you're still struggling like no, I am. Totally. Now, I definitely yeah. I'll say that since I've learned these things, I before I would spend like seasons, years, months, years, just a slave to my fears. So my whole like mindset was protection. So like what yes. can I do today to protect my kids and protect my life and protect myself from uncomfortable conversations? Everything was about insulating myself. Yes, and I feel that. that was not peace. Sorry. <laughs> um, that was not, I didn't have peace, you know? Mm -hmm. I, anyway. And we know um, peace is available to us. That's right. something that I've been thinking about. Like, especially if you know Jesus, like we have the ultimate comforter with us. So yeah. it's like, that's a struggle when you're like, I don't feel comforted. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> You asked me a question. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, but right. it was about, is it a battlefield? Every oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's still, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. totally a battlefield, um, but it worked. Like doing these things works. Like his word works. He's real. Walking with him works. And so, you know, I have seasons that are easier and seasons that are way harder. And, you know, I just, I posted on Instagram today. I had this um, distant family member who does not know the Lord who told me that he was reading the book. And so I haven't, it came out a year ago. In my head, I put everything down. So I was like, I better reread this book from his perspective and pretend I'm him and see what, you know. And then I got all worried about, you know, what will this person be thinking who doesn't know Jesus when he reads about me writing about Jesus. And it was so cool that like, you know, God, let me write this book. And it was so what I needed in that moment yeah. of panicking about someone reading it. Like yeah. I still need it all the time, but the truth of who God is, mm -hmm. he's perfect. He's loving. He's not, you know, when I struggle with fear, I kind of don't have the right view of him. I think he's like out to get me or like yeah. this voodoo God, like, well, if I really surrender to him, and like you said earlier, like if I really trust him. He's going to you know, give me that scary virus that's in China and all, you know, he's going to test me in all these ways. And I'm forgetting that he's loving and good and yes. he'll allow bad things in our lives. But if we can like look back, we can see that he's always with us, you know? And mm -hmm. so it's and all about the mind. view of God and fighting to remember that. Yeah. And to have like a good, healthy view of God. That's mm -hmm. something that we have to work towards too. And one of my favorite stories from the book and from Scarlett's life is that she did adopt this sweet girl named Joy. And that totally inspired me, not because we share the same name, but it totally <laughs> inspired me that you as someone who can say, I'm afraid like most of the time mm -hmm. and I really struggle with fear that you could do something that scares so many people. Mm -hmm. And I just would love for you to share a little bit about that story and what it was like um, to say yes to God when mm -hmm. he was asking you to do something that seemed really scary. Yeah. Well, honestly, like I'm, I miss that season because mm -hmm. I was not afraid. It was the coolest thing because it was like, it was so clear that God had sent us to go get this little girl and it was and I wasn't afraid and it was supernatural because look at me, you, you know, you know me, you're reading a book. Um, it was like, it was just the coolest time because he wow. gave of me the desire. He gave me the ability to say yes, because adoption was something I was like, that's not for me yeah. for years. My husband was interested. That's usually the other way around, mm -hmm. but he always wanted to, since he became a Christian, because he thought what a beautiful example of our own reality of being adopted by God and having this inheritance and this future mm -hmm. and hope. So he wanted to, yeah. And so we had these two biological girls and we were happy and healthy and great. And I was like, no, that's great for some people. Let's give to someone else's adoption. I don't want to do this. There's a lot of what ifs yes. that go along with that. And I mean, I knew enough people in that world to know that you have to fill out this form and it's like, you have to say, boy or girl, which special needs will you say yes to, you know, 
all these decisions. And I thought, well, if I pick someone who's just like me, who's a healthy newborn, who looks like me and whatever, I'll feel guilty for not choosing the most different yes. sick, needy child. And if I choose the most different sick, needy child, it'll be the hardest, scariest thing. That. Right. And so it was just this cool supernatural thing where God, it's a long story. It's in there, but he yeah. dropped the desire on me, gave me peace. It was 11 months of a process. I had my moments, but mostly, I mean, he was just so good. He provided everything we needed. We didn't have a chunk of money for an adoption sitting around. Every time we needed something, it would just come magically. Yes, and you guys said okay. yes to a, a child that was deaf. Yes. And you guys didn't even really know sign language didn't at the know, time, right? I don't know that we'd ever met a deaf person, but it was <laughs> like, I know. We just felt like God was saying, say yes to that. And so we took sign language. We all learned sign language. And um, she was born with no ears. We didn't know she'd, if she'd ever hear. And anyway, when we met her, she was like, worst case scenario, medically, we thought she'd never learn anything. And we had just spent all these months learning. Mm. It was really devastating. We were sad and scared in that moment. But God did this miracle. And I still feel it's been three years next month. And I still feel like I'm just sitting on the front row of this miracle because she is joy. She's happy, healthy yes. joy. She now, she, she's fluent in sign language. She has a hearing aid because her inner ear, she was born with a working inner ear. Wow. So she's got this hearing aid so she can hear and understand us. Fluent sign language, advanced, like intellectually. So smart. Has an ear now. Vanderbilt put an yes. ear on her head. I saw she has an a ear. Few, a month ago. It's crazy. And she's about to get her other ear in a few months from now. And she's just this little miracle who reminds me, like, don't be afraid. Like, look what God had. <laughs> look for what you. God had. What if I had said no? I mean, and it's just having her in our family is the coolest because all these, like, gospel conversations that would never have mm. naturally happened happen just because she's with us. People, ask questions. And I can't tell yes. her story without being like, I was the scaredest person in the world. I never would have done this. This is what God did. And, and so, called you to go to China and you did. And it was really, amazing. It's really amazing. And if you follow Scarlett on Instagram, you'll fall in love with Joy just She's like I have. She's, She's amazing. incredible. She really is. Yeah. So as we wrap up, I just want to talk about like just some more tangible things. One of my favorite quotes from the book is <laughs> she says, the Jesus who had always been my hope for my afterlife became my hope for after breakfast. And who doesn't need that? Like, I want that. I want Jesus who I trust with my eternal mm -hmm. security to go to heaven to be the Jesus that gives me peace in my fears today. And so someone who's struggling over fear and worry, what's something that you would say today? Like, take this away. Man. Yeah, that's the whole thing is I just, I used to look at my whole salvation as I better get to heaven. And so I was still in this mentality of do good, do good, do good. Um, but it's kind of up to you a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And that's the opposite of our faith. I mean, our faith is so beautiful because he has done good and we get to wear his righteousness. It's not about us being righteous. So I would just say, be in his word. Um, his word can be scary if you just pull verses out, like depart from me. I never knew you. <laughs> you know, I used to be a young Christian with no experience and think, well, I better do more good things. So and I, that's, that verse isn't me. Right. Yeah. That's the opposite of the truth. The truth is Abraham's faith was counted to him as righteousness. He believed God. He wasn't a great man. He did a lot of bad things. And so I would just say, study God's word. Um, like read it, like read it, read it. Yeah. Not just like buy the coffee mug with half a verse on it. Because I used to do that. <laughs> and live by that. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't work. And so what has worked has been like learning, know, getting to know God and his word and listening to him. I mean, it's something I still, you know, every day I try to yes. not live work-centered. Yes, but you're an example that like you can go from a super fearful life 
to one that has hope and one that has beauty and that you know you can do really scary things and God can take the fear away in yeah. moments when he wants you to step forward and I'm just grateful that you're like living that out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for spending time thank with you. us thank today. Thank you so much, this is so fun.